0: Welcome everybody. This is episode three of the Sun... Oh, sorry. Little uh 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 I got reminded of the last podcast I used to host. It's called Something Simple. Um anyway, welcome to episode three of the Sinstaline Show. It is currently six forty-five AM. Um just you know, not just waking up. I woke up around five, uh made my bed, did a little bit of stretching. Uh, I've been dealing with a shoulder injury for the last couple of months which has been taking a real toll on my ability to just like want to do anything cuz everything I do I notice requires the use of my shoulder. So, it's been it's been pretty fun trying to figure out how to um get around that get around that hump. And it's not like I haven't dealt with injury in the past. Uh, when I was in wrestling, I fell on my shoulder and like, for lack of a better term, I forgot what it was called. I, I basically just bent my collarbone. Um, so I went to the doctor and they, they took x-rays. But the thing about the x-rays was that they, the way like my collarbone ended up like looking, it still like looked fine on paper, but whenever I would feel it, Um, it felt horrible and out of place. And then, so they gave me drugs (laughs) and then I couldn't, I couldn't feel any pain, which was great. But then I got home and tried taking my shirt off and there was like just this massive pop and I couldn't lift my arm. So that was, that was pretty fun to deal with. And then I went to a chiropractor and he was like, yeah, your, your collarbone is fucked. I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, oh, well, I, I already knew that even though the other two doctors I went to um after the fact said that I was fine yeah definitely um you know after that experience I have kind of struggled with the idea of going back to the doctor like I've I thought about going to the doctor to figure out what's wrong with my shoulder but you know one it's it's pretty expensive Uh, and, and two, it's like, you know, what are they going to tell me? I still have, I still have complete range of motion in my shoulder. Sure. I would have like a better idea of what's wrong with my shoulder. And in knowing that I would be able to figure out specifically what I need to do to rehab it. But the basics are still going to be, you know, rest, ice, compression, elevation. So I think I think for now I'm just going to figure out what I can do on my own. Uh so far I've only been I've only been running, I've only been training legs and abs. Um not a whole lot not a whole lot of back stuff. Definitely nothing to do with the chest, which is kind of kind of kind of funny because you know, over the years, like when I first started getting into any type of exercise, I was one of those guys who just wanted to get big chest, big shoulders, that was it. And then eventually I got that and it actually became a kind of a point of insecurity because here I was, you know, with wrestling and whatnot, I was, I'm not like the biggest dude I just have more of a built frame and having a big chest and like wide, broad shoulders just kind of turned me into like a Roblox character. And it's it's kind of always been a point of insecurity because people would always point out like you walk funny. Like I just walk because I also have a very like upright posture. So I do walk kind of pretty like stiffly in terms of like my upper body and people would always point that out and so it definitely became a point of insecurity for me and you know now I'm try now I now I haven't been able to train chest and I've built up all of my muscle naturally thus far and my diet for the most part there's days where it could use a little bit of work but it's pretty good I I hit my I haven't been tracking my calories as well as I should, but I'm hitting my protein goals. At least I think I am. I haven't lost a significant amount of muscle. I haven't really like trained, uh, uh, upper body like really hard in a month and I haven't really noticed any difference now, you know, two or three more months down the line, we'll see what happens, but it's, it's, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a blessing in disguise, you know, maybe my chest ends up getting smaller and I'm actually able to, you know, develop more range of motion in my shoulders, develop more, cause I've been doing a lot of stretching now, uh, develop more range of motion in my shoulders and my, my lats and my chest, and maybe it'll just free up the rest of my body. So here, you know, here, here's hoping for the best. Um... But yeah, no. And it's, it's, it's been a struggle just because I've also been doing jujitsu for a while now. And I took a break from that for different reasons, Uh, more for career reasons, and just trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. But Thinking about it now, it was probably going to happen regardless, just with my shoulder injury. I mean, it was only ever going to get worse before it got better if I kept doing jujitsu. Now, I'm sure there's ways I could circumvent doing that by just not going as hard and just communicating with the people at my gym, being like, yo, my my shoulder is fucked up, you know, could I not? Um, But I think I've really needed this time for myself to just kind of, like, be with myself um, there is, you know, growing up, I've always, I've always been surrounded by others and I've always kind of been in a group of other people. i uh, never been one to like really stand out from the crowd. Although I think naturally that kind of just would happen sometimes, but I've always had a group of people who I just surrounded myself with. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think part of the reason why like myself at least always needed a group of others was just so I could have a distraction from like myself essentially and and seeing what was going on with me because now I'm I'm in a new state I only have a few friends if that and you know right now I'm kind of not that I'm in a I'm kind of in a weird place with all of them and Truthfully speaking, I don't don't really feel like I have. Let me put it to you this way. At the end of the day, I can only really rely on myself. And it's been a very lonely process, just... dealing with my own mind and... trying to find comfort in... like, loneliness. It's... not... It's not easy for sure, and I don't think any amount of, you know, breath work or meditation can really, really circumvent the pain that comes with loneliness. And it's, you know, it's definitely like a self-imposed kind of loneliness. Don't get me wrong, I, I'm not shy in the traditional sense. Um, I'm very, like... You know, if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I feel that level of uncomfortability. But I can kind of, like, bash my way through it if I really try. And especially now, you know, I'm a delivery driver. So I'm going around meeting all kinds of different people. And it's really kind of, it's really unlocked something in me. I didn't know... I always knew that I was kind of good at connecting to people, but I didn't know I was, like, giddy about being able to meet new people. Like, I find myself giddy to just talk to new people now. And that could just be, like, a side effect of being on my own at this point for, you know a few months. I mean, not that I've ever been like alone. I have people that I can go to, but it's not it's I don't I don't know how good it is for me to go to these certain people at this point at least. And now I find myself like giddy to just go to all of these different places and, you know, strike up a conversation with whoever cuz it's it's not going to affect what I'm doing, I have to like, half the time I have to like wait there so I can talk to the right person to, you know, pick up the package or whatever. So I'll usually have some downtime to talk to someone or spark interest. And I'm really enjoying it just, you, you know, discovering new people and, and kind of discovering myself in a way. It's very interesting. And I, you know, I do, I do enjoy the the comfort of others. And yeah, no, it's it's definitely been a struggle to just kind of be comfortable with being myself, like being on my own. Don't get me wrong. I do, I, I, I like, I enjoy being on my own. But it's kind of what was that uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill joke? He was like, I think it was Patrice O'Neill. He was like, men want to be, oh, what was it? They want to be on their own, but they don't want to be like alone. Or it was something along those lines. Oh, men want men want to be by themselves, but they don't want to be alone. And I real that really rang true to me, you know. And I th- I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of guys can relate to that, or just people in general, you know. Um, there, there is comfort and solitude, but there is a lot of uncomfortability in, in loneliness and coming to terms with that is it's no easy feat in the slightest, but it's maybe that's just the hurdle you have to jump through in life to really, to really figure out who you are. But yeah, you know, I, it has given me a lot of time to kind of focus on the things in my life that I want to focus on and not be so caught up in like what other people want to do. Like I haven't, I've never been to a party and the one party that I have been to, I was like tripping balls on acid and I don't even know if it was a party. There was like 10 people I I consider that more of, like, a college function. Um, I didn't even drink or anything. So, you know. And then I just went... I kind of left pretty quickly anyway. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, but, no. It's... Sometimes I do wish I had that lifestyle, that having gone through that party lifestyle, just so it's not a lingering thought in the back of my mind that this could be something I want to do. And I also opted to not go to college, which, oh man, that's a whole other can of worms. (laughs) That's probably due for a different episode. But... I've never been a big party person. I mean, whenever I go to family get-togethers or if my parents' friends are having a party. I mean, a a grown-up party is not like a college party, alright? So, I guess you could argue I've been to like two, but I just got drunk around a bunch of like 40-year-olds that really just wanted to go home. And, eh... So that's been, I mean, then that was always fun. It was like you get drunk and then you just kind of talk to people and have, have a good time. I mean, I guess I've been to like one kind of more legit party with people who are my age. But, and that was pretty fun. But there were also like not a whole lot of people I could relate to. So that made it difficult to just be there. Um, but yeah, no, I think coming to terms with being on your own is something I think everybody should learn at some point because it's going to come whether or not whether you want it to or not. You're going to be on your own at some point. I, it's very difficult, I think living with my parents only in the sense that I know for a fact, they're not going to be here one day. And there's no telling what could happen tomorrow. You know, what they say tomorrow's not promised. There's no telling what could happen tomorrow. Who's to say I'll even, you know, have a home to live in tomorrow? Nobody. (laughs) I just hope I'm lucky enough to keep sleeping on my bed and still have a job and still have a functioning society to go out to. But that's just the the way of life. Um, I think I'm going to keep this episode a little shorter. I mean, not that it's much shorter than any of the other episodes, but I'm I'm pretty happy with where we're at, so, uh, my name's Christian, this has been episode three of The Cinstaline Show, I hope you have a good day, good morning, good night, whenever you're listening to this, and, yeah, take care.